Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another thrilling installment of Just a Podcast. My name is Just Bob. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Now, our theme for today is something pretty close to me, and it has to do with my fitness journey or... I was going to say lack thereof, but it's not a lack of journey. It's it's uh, <laughs> more a case of stalled progress, which is a common issue that many people have faced when I started working on this. Originally, about two years ago, I heard stories like that from a lot of people out there in the nation about the reasons that they felt like uh, they were having difficulty following up as far as routines and and goals and, and things like that. And so one thing that I've always tried to be cognizant of is the fact that There's no way around it. We're human beings and therefore subject to all of the usual human failings. And, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I've said before here that uh, perfectionism can be unhealthy unless you... Remind yourself pretty frequently that perfection is itself almost an impossibility. You know, um, we as humans are inherently flawed, and, and so you make mistakes. And it's very easy to kind of like overreact when a setback occurs. I'll give you an example of the kind of thing that I'm talking about. There were other occasions in which I attempted to uh, increase my level of fitness and failed. Because in most of those cases, the goal, the initial goal that I set for myself was it was too high. You know, and it's very important to begin with attainable goals because, in my experience, successful goals tend to snowball. They tend to beget more of the same. Doing well enables you, well, first of all, it lets you know that you're able to accomplish that. And then it makes it makes it easier to be confident that you'll be able to achieve the next one. And I, I wrote down in my notes, because I always have notes. I have notes going all the time. In, in my notes, uh, a captive of routine. <laughs> and that's a pretty good description of where I was in late 2021 going into 2022. I realized if I'm going to be serious about this, and at the time, this is going into uh, Labor Day weekend of 2021, I weighed 275 pounds. And that's not just the most I've ever weighed in my life. It's by far, by a factor of over 45 pounds. You know, I just... Without going into chapter and verse regarding the reasons why, I found myself in a place where I was getting some kind of um, emotional satisfaction through stress eating. And a lot of stress, a lot of eating. Not healthy, but I did it, you know. And so I I put a bunch of weight on. But on top of that, and in addition to it, 
I really did not have much physical activity going on. And over the course of my younger years, you know, when I was like in college and immediately after, I was uh, I was about 140 pounds. I was a stick. <laughs> you know, I was like skinny, like like my underwear falling down skinny because the elastic was too wide, you know. And there were a couple of reasons for that. One is I was a regular gigging drummer at the time, and so it turns out that flailing around for hours on end with both arms and both legs is a pretty good cardio. And also, I walked or rode a skateboard everywhere because I was pretty late getting my driver's license, and that's another story I told here somewhere. So, basically how I got around, my at least my first year in college, uh, I took a, a lot of public buses, and I rode a skateboard, and I walked. I walked everywhere. And... So it, it works out that I was getting an awful lot of exercise and kind of eating on the go, you know, uh, like, a you know, a quick burger here, a bag of chips there. But it was like I was going seven, eight hours between me. I was so busy that I just wasn't thinking about it. And so, you know, the pounds fell off me. And I now as I as I got out of school and once I started driving and, you know, as one does when you're not forced to get around on foot when you have an alternative. After years of not having an alternative, it tends to give you some enthusiasm for the prospect, let's put it that way. And so, yeah, the combination working less, playing less, walking less, I started to gain weight. And it was like really subtle at first I almost really didn't even notice but from I want to say 93 to around 2001 I went from 140 pounds up to around 190 pounds you know and that's that's 50 pounds but it's like spread over you know, seven, eight years. So, and that's normal. And, and, by, and, you know, by, by that time, I was not really, I didn't really notice the gain, put it that way. I mean, I, I knew, you know, I had to let a notch out on my belt. My draws were staying up on their own. So it was, <laughs> most of all, it was a kind of a win-win. Or, or would have been if I had stopped there. But it seemed like the more issues that I, I had in other places in my life, the more difficult it became for me to eat healthy, less access to, uh, you know, the kind of I mean, at this point in my life, I, I was certainly uh, underemployed, you know, and uh, you get in, you get used to eating crap junk food and eating a lot of it and it's going to add up to you. So fast forward ahead to about 2005 and I was carrying around 235 and this is the point where I kind of like you know, you catch a glimpse in the mirror and it's just like, well, it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that I am really, truly getting fat. <laughs> and that's a, a whole other, you know, circle of self-defeat right there. It feeds on itself, you know, and I've I've heard it said that Bad habits are easy to hang on to, 
Uh, they're a lot easier to hang on to than good habits are to develop and maintain, and that's certainly true. Bad habits, generally speaking, are a lot easier in terms of just, like, behavior. And that's sort of the way things remained for a number of years. And then the the pandemic started, and... I, I've I've talked about this also before, but dur- during the pandemic, when the, especially in the early days, it just it took my my stress and my anxiety and just put it into the stratosphere. And I know it had that opinion on a lot of people, and I'm certainly not suggesting that I was the only one, but it did really it kind of derailed my whole life for a time i mean it was a months long ongoing constant panic attack that was like the second half of the year 2020 and the more it became like enforced staying home the more time you have to dwell on the negative side of it all and the more chance those bad habits have to multiply and to sort of dig themselves deep into your patterns of behavior. And I found that as time went on, it just became increasingly more difficult to to stop the slide much less reverse it and the the tipping point for me came in the summer of 21 took a belated vacation and afterwards i was looking at pictures that were taken during the trip and looking at myself I'm like who is this person this big sloppy slobby fat guy wearing my clothes you know guy with my hat on <laughs> and my glasses you know who is this guy I didn't I didn't even look like myself anymore you know and the more I thought about it the more I realized that, you know, I'm really not enjoying this. (laughs) You know, there were a lot of positive things going on in my life at the time, but I was losing sight of them because I was so preoccupied with the fact that my, my weight had ballooned. And for me, it was like, you know, the more pounds I was lugging around, the more my quality of daily life began to decline. It was getting worse and worse. I developed sleep apnea at a certain point. I just had no... I had no no uh, stamina, you know? Like, you, you need a certain level of stamina to get through your daily grind. And I just didn't have it, you know? I mean, I would get home from work and just sort of, like, collapse on the couch and maybe drink a beer or ten and <laughs> go to bed and do it all over again. And that's obviously not sustainable but i mean more to the point these were all they were all stress mechanisms like coping mechanisms and doing things like that i found tends to take existing problems and exacerbate them 
and it can be extremely easy to just lose perspective on the entirety of your life because you're laser focused on a certain specific aspect of it. And I think that a lot of us are guilty of that sort of thing on occasion. But if you tend to lapse into it, oops, I bumped the microphone there. (laughs) If you indulge in it and you wallow in it, it's going to take over your life. You know, I, I think the more time passes, the more I find myself understanding in a very personal sort of way the idea of life balance. You started to hear the term work-life balance, well, me anyway, it will, you know, like around the mid-2000s, maybe. And I, you know, I shrugged it off, you know. I, I, especially when I was new in radio, I was was a major go-getter. You know, I was taking every shift I could. I was working as much as I possibly could. I wanted to demonstrate that I had a certain level of work ethic and that I was a valued member of the team. But the thing was, I did that for three, four years. And you realize at a certain point, like, I don't have a life. Like, there is nothing going on outside of the job. And so the job was good. I was set in that respect. But you go home after a day's work and just do literally nothing. And you're, you know, you're not living. (laughs) Your home just becomes like, storage you know it's a place for you to put yourself (laughs) until it's time to go get up the next day and go be productive and this is definitely not sustainable that will burn you out hard and fast and that's more or less what happened in my case and so you start kind of looking around and And trying to make connections with people. And and that's what I did. I I found some friends and got into doing stuff. And and that's all great. You know, it was. And and for a few years there, you know, I was busy and active and all that stuff. But like I said, the pandemic really sort of shot that whole thing to hell (laughs) as far as I was concerned. And for months, as I said earlier, it was just a whole lot of nothing going on. And again, it really did not reach a tipping point until... I got back from the beach and I'm looking at the the pictures and I'm like, I just, I cannot let this be what people know me as. You know, I'm not going to be that person. I, 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 and it's, it's partly because of the weight itself, partly the exasperation of, having to jump up yet another size in my clothes. 
and, and, you know, it was a lot of things, but more than anything, I didn't feel well physically. And I would discover later on, once I started getting checked out by doctors again and, and things like that, that I had a bunch of other related problems. You know, I had hypertension, high blood pressure, and, uh, you know, a few other things. And so it was like, yeah, I've got to get myself into better shape. And so I, I was extremely driven. And, you know, the times before that, when I had made the attempt to drop some pounds and get into better shape, it was it was a bag of mixed results. Uh, I'll give you an example. A few, a bunch. I was a bunchy about twenty thirteen or thereabouts. There was a weight loss competition here at the radio station where everyone signed up. We had a beginning weight and end weight. And the person with the highest percentage of loss, I mean, because you can't, you can't do a direct pound for pound comparison because people are different. But whoever had the biggest percentage of loss was was the winner. And I came in second place. I had lost 30 pounds, almost a pound a day over the course of a whole month. And what was I doing? Well, I, I was... On a restricted diet, I was putting away about 800 to 1,000 calories a day, which is not good. That's about half of what somebody of my size and build should have. And so I had some wonky blood sugar going on. and But the only thing I cared about was, you know, winning. And I, I like I say, I finished second. I did better than you know, 12 or 13 other people. So that was good. But after that, of course, you know, all of those habits went by the wayside and that 30 pounds came back and plus 15 and then it was 45 pounds. You know what I mean? And so in 2021, I thought, well, how can I avoid the pitfalls that, I've walked into in the past because if I'm going to get into this, you know, if I'm going to devote all this time on it and just fail, then I'm not going to bother, you know, I'm just going to go eat another whole pizza and try and forget about it. So I said, okay, what can I do to ensure that I'm more successful than I have been. And one of those things was to keep my expectations corralled so that they were not unreasonable. And that did help a lot. And also to keep my goals at a manageable level. And to be ready to revisit those goals whenever necessary, which is another mistake that I made. Set goals and not revise them. So let's say I set a goal that's more than I'm able to do. I say, you know, I'm going to be ambitious and I'm going to walk six miles a day. And I discovered within a relatively short time that that was not a pace that I was going to be able to keep up, not at the level of fitness I was at at the time. And it becomes like like a couple of days consecutively. It's like, well, I failed today. I failed yesterday. I failed the day before. I'm going for, you know, 10,000 or whatever. I'm getting 6,000, 7,000. So instead of doing the smart thing and saying, well, let's revise the goal, let's roll it back to 5,000 and then work our way up to 10,000, 
Well, I wasn't doing that. I, I just give up because I was discouraged. Well, this time I said, okay, that's not going to happen. And I got me a step counter app for my phone. And it recommended an initial goal to me of 3,000 steps daily. And I thought, well, that's definitely something that I can do. And it was like, if I can keep this up for 30 days, then we'll increase it. And that's pretty much what happened. And and starting at the beginning of September, by the end of that year, I had remained committed at a very high level. I was going out. I was getting the steps in. I think the walking is a good thing to focus on because it's something that you can do anywhere, really. You don't need a bunch of fitness equipment and stuff like that you know another mistake i had made in the past was plunking down the cash joining a a gym and starting that at a level that was not sustainable you know i'd made i'd made that mistake before so instead of saying well i'm gonna come right out of the starting gate plowing a bunch of cash into some program that's more advanced than I can do right now. I said, I'm not going to pay anyone anything. I'm not going to get any equipment. I'm not going to do none of that stuff. I'm just going to go. And I didn't even go anywhere to do it either. I just walked out my front door, started walking down the street, walking through the neighborhood. And that was easy, simple, and straightforward. And eventually... That distance increased and increased, and I would find parks to walk in. I would find neighborhoods that were pedestrian-friendly, particularly, you know, there's a few smaller cities around here. I'm thinking Hagerstown, I'm thinking Chambersburg, and uh, Martinsburg on a few occasions where you can just go to downtown and just walk on the streets. You know, just walk on the sidewalk. And nobody notices. Nobody cares. You know, I'm just some rando dude walking around with headphones on, which is great. And the other thing, I've heard some people like to report on their progress, like on social media and things like that and it helps to keep them accountable but I felt like even that is more of a commitment than I want to do if I do slack off on this I don't want to have to explain myself to anybody which you know I'm sure I'm sure you can understand that so i started out with the specific goal in mind to keep the whole thing close to my vest. So between early September of 2021 and spring, early summer of 2022, I dropped 75 pounds. You know, I went, I was 275 to, well, more than that, it was 275 to start with, and I got down to about 195 pounds at one point. And, like, I was skinny, you know. I put my pants on the same belt notch, and I could pull them up and down without even unbuttoning them. That's how loose they were. And... All was well. I had my routines well established. And then a couple of things happened in in rapid succession. One, my uh, I was moved uh, from doing uh, just a morning show. I was asked to take over afternoons. And sometimes... All it takes is just a small change in 
life to just throw everything else out of whack. And that was the thing, you know, working afternoons, I just could not seem to be able to manage my downtime in any way effectively. I just could not seem to figure out how to do it, honestly. And that was very frustrating. And then after several weeks of of that, uh, a very close friend of mine passed away. And this was someone who I just recently reconnected with after being on uh, barely speaking terms for a while. And that was a huge, huge setback to me. I mean, I was in a protracted grieving. You know, I mean, it's fair to say that. And really everything else just became meaningless. I just didn't care. And I went back to my bad habits and my stress eating and stuff like that because it's comfortable. It's familiar. And in times of uh, struggle, I guess, in, in, in many of our lives, it, there's a great temptation to reach for the familiar, to use that as a way to console ourselves, you know what I mean? So, you know, I did that. I was eating too much. I was drinking too much. And before I realized it, I had put about 25 pounds back on. And I came to a point where it was just like, this is not... where I want to be, you know, I said, I've got to break through this issue as far as being able to block my time out sufficiently to do all the things that I need to do in the course of a day. And for me, with the way that I have been with respect to work ethic and whatnot, I was all in on the job. I was not all in on me though. <laughs> so, you know, just Bob dependable, but for me, it was just for me, you know, personally, it was just not happening. And I, I kind of said, okay, well, I've been cruising on this and, and that also can turn into a cycle of failure where, falling short begets more of the same. And I knew that I was going back down that path because I'd been there before. And there's something about indulging in destructive behaviors that can be such an attractive notion. And I'm guilty of those thoughts, as many other people are, and, you know, sometimes I try and fight them off and sometimes can't be bothered. But it's not a huge stretch to say that you only get a certain amount of margin for error. You know what I mean? Like, you do the wrong thing once too often... And the consequences could be catastrophic. And I, that, that's what I really did not want. You know, um, can imagine a memorial, the people in my life gathering to mourn the loss of me and having a rueful chuckle 
He was his own worst enemy. You know, I, I don't want that. You know, I, I thought, well, I'm in my late 40s. If I'm going to go down swinging, now is the time to start. And so I thought, okay, well, what I don't want to do is make it overly difficult to begin with. Because, you know, my fitness level had sort of slid back down some. And I tried to figure out what the best approach would be to tackle the problem. And I realized you can make all of the plans in the world, but external factors don't always cooperate with your planning. And so you have to be flexible and you have to have the ability to make adjustments. And I said, well... Considering I'm not doing anything better with my downtime, you know, and I, I'm a recording artist in my, you know, my off hours, I suppose. And I have a musical project that I've been working on since early 2020, you know, and it's been coming in fits and starts. You know, I had that big setback there and a lot of my musical ideas started to dry up. And I went several months without writing anything. And weirdly enough, though, once I started making progress in resuming my fitness journey, it helped to level out my mental state and the walks gave me time to weirdly enough the walks gave me time to focus on the music and what I would do is I would put rough drafts of the songs onto my SoundCloud page and I would just listen to them incessantly. And anybody out there who is a musician and has done some studio work knows that when you're making an album, mixing is the stage that requires a great deal of precision. And so in order to determine the best course of action for how to produce a song. You got to listen to it over and over again. And there were nights when I would play the same song on a loop for hours, two, three hours until, you know, every beat of every bar. And that's good, you know, because if you're doing something that is sort of physically demanding and yet not mentally demanding, which walking is not mentally demanding. It's something that many of us can, you know, many of us do literally in our sleep, sleepwalking, you know, it's a thing. And so having a place to sort of direct my mind rather than constantly going, oh man, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, two more miles, I'm not gonna make it. Or whatever. Um, cause you know, trudging down a path in 99 degree heat and near 100% humidity is it's enough to make you want to quit multiple times over but now I have that 
little thing called experience. Because, see, I've been through all this before, and not even that long ago. And that's the thing. I didn't backslide all the way down. This wasn't like the Stone of Sisyphus, you know. I, I, I Basically, I had a net 50-pound loss. I lost 75 pounds, put about 25 back on. And there's no getting away from the knowledge that this has all been self-inflicted. <laughs> I have no one to blame but myself. Just as I had myself to credit along with the support of the people around me. But, you know, I'm the one out there doing it. And at the end of the day, you have yourself to answer to. And so I realized that over the course of my initial weight loss experience a couple years ago, um, experience and strength, things that I didn't know the extent of, you know, I didn't know how much I had in reserve of any of those things. Turned out to be more than I thought. Which is good. It's good to have a little reserve in the tank that you can draw upon when things get tough. There was a, a time where I found myself about a mile from my car and it started hailing. Now this I know it, it hailed around here a couple of weeks ago, but the, the incident I'm talking was early last summer, so like a year and a couple months ago. So I'm walking, okay, and I know that it's going to start raining. Because, I mean, you can tell the sky's gray, it's overcast and whatever. But I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll just go and get as many steps in as I possibly can. And then when the rain starts, just you turn around and book it back to the car. Well, I'm going and I'm going and I'm going and it's still not raining. It's still not raining. It's still not raining. So I thought, you know, I'll go the long way. Shouldn't be a problem. And I got to, like I said, I got to a point where I was about a mile from the car and it starts to rain. So I, I swing around and start heading back. Thinking that hopefully if I can manage like 10 minutes or so, that I can hustle back to the car. Not 10 minutes, but I mean, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And yeah, I'll get a little wet, but it's okay. It actually felt good because it was a hot, humid day that day. But that was just wishful thinking because... Within about two or three minutes, uh, little ice pellets start raining down, and I got hail hitting me in the back of my head, which really felt amazing. Let me tell you this right now. And it was hitting me on the shoulders and hitting me on the back of the neck and stuff like that, and I'm just walking, 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 and I'm just like praying don't let it rain so much that it waterlogs my headphones because even though they were, you know, cheapo $19 headphones that I got at Walmart, they're still my headphones and having to go replace them would be inconvenient for me, but there's really nothing else I can do because like I said, I'm still a good distance from the car, and it's hailing. I don't know who, whose idea it was for hail. <laughs> like ice falling out of the sky. That's a great one. Let's do that. Atrocious. So by the time I actually did make it back to the car, 
shoes are waterlogged. I mean, I, I could take them off and just pour the water out. I'm soaked to the bone, searching in the trunk of the car to find a blanket or a towel or a tarp or something I can sit on so that my car seat is not waterlogged also. But that kind of thing did not happen frequently. (laughs) I just want to stress. But getting back to what I was saying before about realistic goals. There's nobody else who can really make that determination for you. You know, you have a trainer like for for a while. uh, uh, My trainer was uh, Giant Bob and. What I learned from him was immeasurable, and it includes skills that I use all the time still on my fitness journey. And ultimately, though, the one who knows how you're feeling the best is you. And there's been times when I've been like, man, I am exhausted and I, I just forced myself to push on anyway because I knew that to a certain degree what I'm feeling as exhaustion is not entirely physically. It's partly mental. And so I would try and push through the mental, push ahead of the mental and overcome that. But there's times where it really is physical. And I've had occasions where I've gotten out and started pounding the pavement, and then 20, 30 minutes in, I'm just gassed, just sucking wind because I haven't gotten enough rest. You know, too active the day before. It could be a number of things. And... On that occasion, you know, the body speaks, listen, and shut it down or go to something that's less strenuous. There's always options, though. There's there's light things you can do. And, and, and the whole idea of rest and recovery was another thing that... Uh, Giant Bob told me that I needed to make sure to, you know, keep an eye on. Uh, Another was to regulate my breathing. I have a tendency to hold my breath when I'm exerting myself. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who does that. But he would always tell me, breathe, keep breathing, keep breathing. And lo and behold, I found that, wow, this is so much easier uh, when I'm not holding my breath, when I'm getting fresh oxygen into the lungs. So at this point, these are all things that have gone into the store of knowledge, you know, the fitness toolbox or, or tackle box or, or however it is that you want to think of it. And it came up the other day, I was having a conversation about, you know, kind of what we're talking about here, the ups and downs about how I had a lot of fitness progress and I I backslid a lot. But I laughed at a certain point. I said, you know, losing weight is easy. It's very easy. Eat less, do more. Obviously, I was being sarcastic. It's not easy. It might be simple. It might be straightforward. But it isn't easy. There's a lot of work involved. And you've got to go into it with the understanding that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be arduous and it's going to be time-consuming. But Very few things that are truly worth attaining 
can be gotten easily. You know, think about it. Most of the stuff, the big stuff, the stuff you got to work hard to get for a long time. And our bodies, we take them for granted in so many ways. We push ourselves to stupid extremes. And the body recovers. The body snaps back. We have a, a, a certain level of elasticity. And I have found in my experience that it is very much a situation of use it or lose it. You know, if you don't, then uh, those skills atrophy and then you have to build back up to them. So long story short, I, I decided when a few, well, about a month ago, because it was following my vacation this year, which the full story of which can be revisited in uh, just podcast 27. But, I, you know, I... I I thought I want to get into this right away and and start making progress. But I knew that while I'm on vacation, there's a few things that I'm going to want to do that are sort of uh, countermanded by that. You know, I'm going to want to go to a ball game. I'm going to want to see the Phillies play. I'm going to want to have a couple of beers and a couple of hot dogs when I do because I like the the real ballpark experience, you know. And, I mean, watching a baseball game without a hot dog and a beer, I just, I mean, I guess you could. I guess a lot of people do, but I didn't want to. So I said, all right, when I get home after my trip, it's going to be time to buckle down. For me, it's like having a window and knowing I'm doing this then, I'm doing the other thing then, I'm doing the other thing later. Instead of just setting a vague goal, well, one of these days. Because one of these days never shows up. <laughs> That's been my experience. One of these days, it's a nice thought. But ultimately, it's meaningless. And, you know, quite frankly, I, I, I thought, well, you know, I've wasted enough of my own time with all of this. And really, I would much prefer to take into account the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be at 100% full strength all the time. I'm not going to be in my home element where I can do all of the things that I need to do. Life comes up, things happen. And so you've got to, I mentioned this earlier, but it certainly bears repeating, you got to be flexible. And for me, that was something I had to learn the hard way because there was a lot of times, you know, it's like, well, uh, I failed to get my workout in. So, you know, let's go eat 5,000 calories in a sitting. <laughs> you know, let's order a, a, a large pizza and eat the whole thing. And that's obviously a self-defeating way to look at things. And so I said, well, I've got to stop lying to myself and and just sort of have a certain level of honesty with myself with respect to the motivation and and the reasoning for it. You know, if I want to go and get a cheeseburger just because I haven't had a cheeseburger in a while and I want one, well, do it, you know, do it. Maybe don't get a cheeseburger and a large fries and a large soda and a milkshake, you know what I mean, and an apple, all that stuff, you know. You want a cheeseburger, have a cheeseburger. And I always think uh, 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 there's a, a guy who ate nothing but Big Macs for like 35 years. 
guy ain't nothing but Big Macs, but I mean, he would go to McDonald's, he would get one Big Mac and eat that, and that was it. You know, if somebody says, well, this guy was living on, on Big Macs, you would tend to picture like the loaded tray, which is like a common trope among media depicting fast food. The idea that fast food, a quick service food is all automatically to be avoided. I've said it before. When you deprive yourself to an excessive degree, it just tends to make you want the thing you're depriving yourself even more. And I want to make it clear that I'm mainly just referring to junk food here. All right. I ain't talking about like actual like dangerous things. But I found also, like I said, when you deny yourself of a thing, it it ver- it becomes extremely easy to focus on that thing to an obsessive degree. And you know, I find it's it's best to sort of Aim for the center of the road. You know, don't go too far in either direction to maintain balance. And it's when stuff gets imbalanced that problems occur. And and again, I wanna I wanna stress that this is entirely subjective. It's based on my own experience. I'm sure that your experiences have differed. Although I'm sure also there are things that we have in common. But for me, it came down to a very simple phrase. And this came to me a couple of days ago, and I thought, that's just hilarious. And But here it is. Five grand on the hoof. <laughs> You're like, okay, what is this crazy guy talking about? So I mentioned 10,000 steps a day earlier. That was the point that I'd gotten to when I fell off a number of months back. 10,000, and I was getting them like in one go. Like I would get done work for the day. I would go and walk for about three hours straight. And... I slept good a lot of those nights because I was, like, totally exhausted. And so this time around, I thought, well, there's got to be a smarter way to do this. I thought, well, if the goal is 10,000 steps, if I start with 5,000, I should be able to get 5,000 more as part of, you know, my daily activities, the the stuff I'm doing anyway every day. And as soon as I realized that, everything just clicked. And that was a couple weeks ago. So five grand on the hoof before I even get to work. And I found that when I go on the air with 5,000 under the belt, that little bit of physical activity gets the endorphins grow, uh, you know, going. And it actually helps to spur creativity. I found that I'm having more or, or a greater percentage of better days on the air because mentally clear, physically focused, and sharp. And if there is one thing that will certainly benefit you in radio, it's to have a good degree of mental acuity and physical activity does wonders for your mental state. 
and that that is definitely true. I found when I first started exercising regularly that uh, my mind was a lot clearer and that a lot of the sort of negative thoughts that tended to plague me were a lot more manageable. So in closing, in short, if you want to get the most out of your universal mojo machine, five grand on the hoof. It's a good start. (laughs) Until next time, this has been Just Bob, and I sincerely appreciate you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Now, on the website, on the Bob Rocks website, where many of you are listening to this, uh, my contact info is there. And uh, yeah, hit me up with your thoughts if if there you have any you want to share. Uh, or you can email me just bob at one hundred and fifteen bobrocks dot com. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and I will catch up with you in about a month. So uh, have a re- have a good rest of your summer because we got a couple of weeks left at this point. And uh, take care of yourself, and uh, I'll catch you on the airwaves. Thank you, and as always, stay fresh, cheese bags.